It's a vision board party. for tuning into chapter three i needed to take a break (laughs) i needed to take a break which is why this episode is a week later than i would usually post it in the month but it's good to know the vision that you've written and know when you also need to take some breaks to recharge and come back and give your best so that's what i did So this chapter, chapter three, is one of my favorite chapters because I honestly wasn't really somebody who was into creating a vision board or, you know, pasting, you know, photos or things that I saw. I'm a visual person, so I love to see images and I love to learn by seeing and Um, you know, beautiful things that capture my attention as well and then stay in my memory. But I wasn't always somebody who was really into creating a vision board per se. I I have heard of it or I had heard of it, but it wasn't something that I was necessarily doing or into per se. It wasn't until 2019 that I did my first vision board for the year 2020 and I realized that vision boards work. But I took a step back and I'm like, the world is trying to take this idea of creating a vision board as though it never existed before we knew about it. So this whole idea with, you know, putting down a vision or putting a collage of images, which is the definition of a vision board, pictures, affirmation of your dreams, desires, aspirations, which are designed to serve as a source of inspiration and motivation, right? So if you look at the definition of a vision board, that's what it is, right? In a visual sense. So the more you see it, the more you believe it, the more you do it. That's the logic, right? But check this out. God created the idea of a vision board (laughs) long ago before the world tried to take it and capitalize or tried to make it a thing where people can start, you know, putting together events, vision board parties and charging, you know, minimal fees for people to come together and talk about what they want to achieve and put those things on a board. It was already created before we even knew it was an idea, right? So I thought to myself, okay, so if the idea of a vision board or writing down the vision was already created, before we knew about it and before we started doing it and before it became a thing then why not go back to the original source right god and so i looked at the famous verse that many of us maybe not all of us but many of us are familiar with in habakkuk chapter 2 verse 3 where it says write the vision and make it plain upon tablets that the person may run that readeth it. I love King James Version, but let me read another version. So I'm going to read the Amplified. Write the vision and engrave it, which means carve it out plainly on clay tablets so that the one who reads it will run. 
and I thought about it. Oftentimes when I've heard this scripture quoted, it's always stopped at write the vision and make it plain. But if you actually look at the fullness of this verse, which says write the vision and engrave it or write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that the person who is running reads it, is able to read it, or so that the one who reads it will run. Doesn't mean that they'll run from the vision, but they will take the vision and run, right? And so when you think about that, and you think about how the how we hear about, you know, vision boards, if you see it, you'll believe it, you'll work towards it, you'll do it, you'll achieve it. But I want to challenge you to think a different way. Even when you don't see what you're envisioning or what even when you don't see the full extent of your vision and you don't necessarily know how you're going to attain it the key here is that seeing isn't always believing so actually not seeing so you know it's interesting because we look at the vision board, right? And we say, if we put all these images, these affirmations, these photos, all of these things together as a collage, for example, on a board, and I look at this board every day, the more I see it, the more I'm going to believe in the vision and the more I'm going to work towards it. But a vision is often devised or it's often created or it's often given before you actually see the full extent of it, right? And so seeing isn't always believing. It's actually that you receive either a vision from God or you have a vision for yourself, right? Um, for a specific year, for example, you have a vision and you may not see the full extent of that vision or how you're going to attain that vision, in the physical, in the sense of even if you have pictures of the things that you want to achieve, you may still not even actually see that it's possible to do because physically it doesn't seem like you're going to be able to achieve that, right? And so in that case, you even seeing images and you even seeing photos doesn't necessarily lead to your belief, right? There has to be a foundation that you stand upon that even when you don't necessarily see that thing or that vision that you've outlined physically, you still believe, you still faith it, and you still see the promise beyond what your physical eyes can see, beyond what your physical mind can fathom, beyond what your mind can imagine. Because you know that the one who gave you the vision, as we see in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2, that the one who gave that vision, God, is faithful. And even when we don't see the promise fulfilled in our timeline, or even when we don't see the promise fulfilled according to how we want to see it fulfilled, the fact of the matter is, is that vision is going to be fulfilled because the one who gave us that vision is faithful. And the one who gave us that vision is perfect. And so there is nothing about that vision that will ever not be fulfilled or not be attained. So when you think about it now, you may not actually see the physical aspects of how your vision is going to come to pass, but we still 
in a sense, right? Even with our physical vision boards, we use an element of belief or faith even before we've seen the full extent of the vision coming to pass by finding, doing research, finding affirmations, finding quotations, finding images, finding photos, and putting all of these together to create a cohesive. Sometimes our vision boards aren't actually even that cohesive. I remember the vision board I created for 2020 wasn't really cohesive. I found a whole bunch of different photos and, and statements and, you know, a lot of them I didn't really understand even why, like, I was cutting them out. I was like, oh, this sounds dope or it sounds nice, but I don't really know, like, how this fits in the overall vision. It wasn't until later on that I looked back and I started to measure and see where, how far along I am on my vision board that I realized that all of these statements were actually uh, brought together, right? And they actually became cohesive, even though they didn't seem to be on the board while I was writing. So what I want to say about that is that, you know, at the time when I was creating my vision board, for example, I didn't know what was going to happen in 2020. I remember one of the things that I had on my vision board was um, to get married. And um, some people would ask, you know, when, you know, we came around to 2020 and this whole stay at home order and all these things that were going on in the world um were happening people would ask like are you postponing your wedding and I said no Elvis and I are not postponing our wedding because God didn't give us the um, direction to postpone it we had the vision he gave us the vision that we would be getting married in 2020 that was the specific timing and irrespective of whether or not we knew what was coming that was the time that he gave for us to get married and that was the vision that was part of the vision for 2020 and so that wasn't going to be altered because the world looked different or things were changing right we didn't have to necessarily see that the promise or see that that vision was going to be fulfilled we didn't necessarily have to understand how we were going to get there once we got to 2020 we're like well it's on our vision board god gave us this vision years prior and this is the year that he directed us to get married and so we're gonna get married in that year um, irrespective of what is going on um, and so we didn't need to physically see like how we were gonna get married in 2020 because of all of the things that were going on we just needed to trust that the one who gave us the vision god was going to fulfill it no matter what was going on around us right and that's the power of vision it wasn't the fact that we put or that I put images on a board and I saw it every day and I believed it. No, it was the fact that I trusted, we trusted, Elvis and I, we trusted in the one who gave us the vision to fulfill it in due course, in due time, right? So we, in a sense, wrote the vision. We wrote the vision. We engraved it. We engraved it, not necessarily on clay tablets, but we wrote it down in our books and we said, this is the year as we were led and as we um, read the vision we ran with it right it didn't really matter what it was that would happen in the year we still ran with that vision and because we did not necessarily physically see with our physical eyes that it would be that the vision would be fulfilled in 2020 we knew because we understood 
spiritually, we saw the promise that it was already fulfilled and therefore we were not going to go back and try to change things because things didn't look the way we thought that they should look. The fact of the matter is, is that the vision, the core vision was fulfilled and we read it. Well, we engraved it. We wrote it rather. We engraved it. We read it and we ran with it. And that was that. And so, you know, this practice or this this whole phenomenon of writing the vision was already created by God, right? Like this is something that he's given us the ability to do so that as we continue to read the vision, we will continue to run with the vision, right? Because we are able to understand that there is power in writing things down, right? So don't let, you know, people deceive you into thinking that, um, you know, it's not important to write down your dreams and to write down your visions and to write down your aspirations and to write down your goals. It's very important. And I didn't fully understand the importance of that until God reminded me of something as well. So I remember when I was applying to graduate school back in 2017. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Already. Whew. Back in 2017, when I was applying to graduate school, and I said that um, if I apply to the University of Toronto and I get in uh, during the first round, I will go to the school. If I don't get in in the first round, then I will go to the other program that I applied to. And um, that was that. And so anyways, fast forward, I ended up getting in. Uh, on the first round and I said to myself oh man like I really have to go to this program but even before that when I was applying to the program I wrote in my statement of interest what I want to do because oftentimes in a statement of interest you're going to write um, what you plan to do with the degree after you graduate right and so I wrote in my statement of interest what I want to do and not realizing that okay, like, this isn't just a statement of interest that I'm expressing, you know, in order to get into a particular program, but this is actually something that I want to do when I complete it. But I didn't really take it in that this is a, a job that I would actually end up doing years down the line. So, uh, because there really wasn't any job in this, the way the job that I had described wasn't something that was available um, or wasn't really in high demand at the time, but had, God had given me... Um, some sort of like insight or vision about wanting to some desire right like to work in this field even though it wasn't really as popular as it is now and so i wrote this statement um describing the kind of job that i want to do working in anti-racism specifically addressing anti-black racism and addressing uh, policies or analyzing decisions that um are not favorable for black communities, indigenous communities, racialized communities, etc. And um, I really described the role that was working, um, had a combination of human resources, law, public policy, anti-racism, anti-black racism work, like a perfect, perfect combination of the two. Well, of the like five elements that I just listed, but mainly the two, right? Public policy and anti-black racism and 
I described this position and didn't really know that there was anything, that anything would be available, you know, a few years later. So I forgot about that portion of my statement. Like, it was still on the back of my mind, right? I had written it down. I had written that vision, even though it wasn't something that I could physically see with my eyes because it wasn't something that was physically there, but I wrote it, right? I wrote it down. And I didn't need to see it to believe it. I just knew that, you know what, if I'm being led and I have this strong desire towards this particular vision or this goal, then it's going to come to pass, right? I don't have to worry about whether or not I can physically see it right now. And so I wrote it down simple, right? Like in the book of Habakkuk, like I simply wrote it down. And fast forward to 2020, so three years later after I graduated in 2019, the year after, so 2020, I was, um, you know, just working (laughs) in my position. Um, I was working in the legal fields initially, and I ended up applying or getting a a role specifically working in anti-black racism. So this was a this was really like my exposure to this thing, this job, this field that I described that I really didn't see coming. But it wasn't until the racial uprising and um, a lot of talk around addressing anti-black racism um, under the broad categories of equity, diversity, and inclusion. And so I went back and God reminded me, and he's like, you wrote this statement, you wrote or you described a job like this, right? And I'm going to talk about more exactly which job I'm referring to when we get on to, I don't even know where I got that description of the job, but all I knew was I had a strong desire, a strong affinity, a strong just push towards this field and towards this work, even though... I didn't necessarily see it. So I had written that vision even just once. I didn't even have to see or read that statement every day to start believing. I wrote it once. I believed that one day I would work in that area and that was that. And so that tells us about the power of writing down visions, right? Writing down our expectations, writing down our requests, writing down what it is that we want to see. And you don't have to see it constantly to believe it more. You just have to know that the one who gave you the vision and the one who you commit that vision to, right? So if there's a dream or a goal or a desire or a a plan that you have as you commit it to God, he's also going to make a way for that to come to pass. So every time that you commit it to him and as you write it plainly, you know, on paper, it's even as 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 um simple in a sense as writing it down on a paper. But the principle here is that you write it down because as you write it down and as you engrave it, I think one thing that we can all attest to, you know, when we uh, were in, you know, whether that's middle school or post-secondary, so college or university, a lot of um, the research or sometimes our professors will be like, don't type in your notes. Like it's better for you to actually handwrite them in a sense, right? So just using this as an analogy, but if you handwrite your notes, you're, it's it 
it's more likely that you're going to retain what you're writing and what you're learning because as you're writing it, you're reciting it or as you're writing it, it's remaining in your mind, right? As opposed to you just quickly trying to capture everything that the professor is saying, right? By, um, by typing it. And so this principle is something that is has been established for years, right? It's been established. It's in the word that write the vision, write the vision and make it plain so that it's easy to understand. So that when it's easy to understand, as you read it, you're able to run with it. You're able to move and do that, which you need to do to ensure that you see the fulfillment of that vision, right? And that vision always, you will always, always want it to be aligned with who gave it to you right or from whom you received it and so for me as a believer as a christian my foundation my solid my solid rock is christ is god and so every time he gives me something to write or any idea that i have or any vision that i have i commit it to him because i don't rely on having to use and so for me um one thing that I do know is that I don't know everything, right? But one thing that I do know is that all God always gives the vision, right? God always gives the vision. And if the word of God is a mirror for us, then when we look into the word of God, we must see a clear vision of ourselves, which means that when we rely on his word, when we rely on him, we receive those visions, we receive those ideas, we receive those you know, those things that we then um, take, right? And we, we um, they develop or they become our goals. They become our aspirations. They become the desires that we have, right? That will be fulfilled because it is part of the promises that he has for us. And therefore, the vision is going to be fulfilled. So I just want to tell you that, you know, keep on writing down those visions, those dreams, those aspirations. I look at my vision board and I even think about it like, wow, like I really wrote or I, I found a statement in a magazine that says breaking ground. And literally where God has taken me, where God has taken my husband, where God has taken us is literally breaking new grounds. And sometimes you don't even realize it until you're in that situation, right? I remember um, I also wrote in there, or I rather, <laughs> I cut out a piece of a magazine that says, we're trailblazers. And literally that's what was fulfilled. And that is what happened, right? And that is what's continuing to happen. And so I just want you to know that don't feel like it's enough for you to just think, sit there and think of ideas because I am a thinker. So before I used to think about a whole bunch of things and not really write so many things down, right? But then as I started to get all these ideas and I started to think about things, I started to write them down. And then I go back and I'm like, I reflect or I measure and I'm like, whoa, I wrote this down years ago and look, God did it. Like it actually came to pass, you know, like, wow, like, it came to pass, like that vision or that goal that I had written down, it came to pass. And it's even more powerful because I believed it even before having to wake up and see it every day. I wrote the vision when God gave it to me. I took it. I believed it. I ran with it, right? And you can do the same and you will see how much 
and how powerful that is to do, right? And so one of the things that I want to leave with you is that, you know, writing the vision oftentimes it's all about us. It's all about us. It's all about us, my vision, my dreams, my goals. And it's not necessarily, it's not a bad thing, right? There are goals and there's things that we have for ourselves. And that's a beautiful thing. Um, but one thing I would say is that sometimes it's also important for us to shift our focus from off of ourselves and shift our focus on other people in the sense of helping. So I'm not saying I'm not saying here to overhelp where you're neglecting yourself or you're neglecting those around you, right? But that you also lend a hand to other people. And it's such a powerful practice because you'll start to see blessings flow into your own life. You've already written the vision for your life. You don't want to also be too consumed and too worried about, okay, when is this vision going to come to fruition? When is this vision going to come to pass? When am I going to see this vision? When am I? I, 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 me, 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 me right sometimes the 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 key to unlocking certain things that you are waiting for that you are expecting is to also do for others is to also lend a helping hand is to also give to those who do not have to also give to those who are seeking even if you are waiting on your own blessings to flow if you can encourage if you can rejoice if you can help other people in that time as you wait for your own blessing to come you will see it by the time you like blink you will see that the blessings have flowed into your own life i learned that you know i've already written down and made it clear what it is that i want in terms of my my goals and what do i want to achieve and even though i didn't see it happen immediately I learned, I remember that even when people were looking for a job and they wanted interview help and I had no job after um, graduating from my master's degree, I was still looking for a job. But even when I didn't have the job, I went out and I spent time, I spent hours and I would sit with people and go um, through their resume or I'll spend time going through their resume, their applications, interview questions, interview prep, encouraging them, just letting them know that you have the ability to succeed at this interview, at this job. You will get this job. Just praying and, and just being there for other people, even though I didn't have or even though I did not attain the vision that I had written yet because I learned there's a powerful tool and sometimes taking your eyes off of yourself and always thinking about you and you and you and you and you and focusing on them sometimes, right? And being able to provide that help and to be able to provide that encouragement or to help other people also realize their own visions, right? And you'll see that there's like a multiplier effect as you lend, as you help, as you give then you also receive, right? And that's a principle. It's better to give than it is to receive, which means that when you give, there's a blessing in it. So when you give, you receive and you receive more. And so that's what I want to leave with you. Just keep on getting your vision. Make it plain. Make it easy to understand. So every time that you see it, you will run with it. And remember that your vision, yes, it is yours. But as God gave you that vision, trust him to see it come 
to pass, to see it be fulfilled, to see him, trust him to ensure that it is fully realized. And as you do for others, so shall it be done unto you. And as you bless others, those blessings and more will flow into your life. And by the time you look at it, by the time you look back at your vision board, by the time you look back at your notebook, your journal, your diary, and you look back and see what you wrote, you'll realize that your vision was also fulfilled in the process. So have a blessed one. I'm going to catch you next week while we do our reflections. Looking forward to it. Remember, write the vision, make it plain, and run with it. You got this.